yeah, I don't want to go to jail for anything. I'm much too, like, weak. And you're pretty. You are listening to the Stand Up Dads Podcast. This is hecka boring. Yeah, it is. Let's try again. Well, that's strange. <laughs> What's the odds of that? <laughs> you are listening to Stand Up Dads. This is Rob. And Mike. Grumpy old men. Grumpy old men. The world's <laughs> falling apart. This is episode 88. It's what? September of 2020. The worst fucking year I've ever had. It's crazy how, yeah, no matter what, each week there's something new. Like the fact that it's like... We initially were upset about not being able to leave our houses. I was never upset but we, by that. But really, we could. <laughs> yeah. We could. We just had to wear masks, you know, and then people didn't want to do that. Well, now there's so much smoke. You can't even go do like, like we were at least getting by with like going on little bike rides around the neighborhood and the pool had opened where there couldn't be more than 10 people, but we were going like at eight o'clock at night. So mm-hmm. no one was there and it was still warm. But we can't do that now. And that really messed with me. For the listeners not in California, we've been going through some horrible wildfires for the past like three Crazy. weeks. And there was just another outbreak of them yesterday. Yeah. And like the winds picked up. So it just made the fire spread like crazy. So now we're all sitting inside and the entire world is like sepia toned. Is it sepia or sepia? I, I always say sepia, but it kind of feels to me like that could lead to some argument like gif and gif yeah. <laughs> where people get all mad on either side you know but everything looks like a daguerreotype out there right now it's really yeah. sad you know i came home from work it was like a little after five and yeah. i was like why did you come home so late I'm like what are you talking about it's just you know but it looked like yeah it looked like eight at night because it was so you couldn't see the sun it was just really sad yeah it's you're like i've come from the upside down <laughs> it's just so sad mm-hmm Anyway, that brought me to think, because it seems like I'm giving bad news to the kid every other day. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Yeah, and you, it's like you can't even write this stuff to be yeah. like, well, we can't even go outside at all. What do you mean? Well, we can't breathe the air. Now yeah. the air is that bad. So I was thinking, uh, and I don't, I want to say we cut, touched on this in the past, but I wanted to go over how to break bad news to kids. Did some research and... I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is interesting. And then I was reading them and I'm like, oh, like most of these were like about death in the family. And I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be that. It could just be something. It doesn't have to be that. Yeah. To make it hard. Yeah. Even like talking with our daughter about the divorce was like one of the hardest things. We even did like a therapist, which was kind of cool at the time because she was so little. It was one where they they played with her like they played like let her play and they'd sit and talk with her for a couple of sessions while you were sitting outside, like play blocks or Legos and Mm -hmm. stuff. Then they had each of us go in and they'd talk to us like through the, you know, like a little headset. Mm-hmm. and tell us you know what to do or whatnot and then they had like a final one where they gave their findings and kind of went through like how is she handling it mm-hmm. and that was after we broke it to her because we were just so afraid of like how is this going to affect her you know yeah um and that was really helpful but that's a major thing you know yeah. that's major doctor please keep my daughter off the pole <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Robert. 
I'm just I'm saying please keep her off. I'm not saying now she's gonna be. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't even like talking this. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, anyway, some of the pointers they had, and it seems like common sense, but when yeah. you're in it, you know, when something fucked up is going on, you're not thinking about yeah. it. So this one was from... Did you get this information from the deep web? <laughs> no, but I found a couple of articles and I noticed one of them had like weird spellings and I oh. looked at the source and it was from a New Zealand website. Oh. And I was like, oh, in New Zealand, rule number one, quit being a cunt. <laughs> is that what it no, it didn't really say that. <laughs> Just everyone I've known from New Zealand uses that word as a comma. They do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember back in shoot almost thirty years ago playing rugby for the short time that I did. Yeah. God damn, I don't think I ever heard that word so much. <laughs> awesome people. But anyway, it's just stuff that you forget about because you're in the middle of it. So kids need to know that it's okay to cry over something bad. Yeah. You know, and this one, again, these are focused more on loss and they're big on being honest and not to soften it just to make them feel better, especially if it's going to yeah. hit them eventually. So it's like, I mean, don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, oh, Graham, we're going to bury grandma, you know, something like that. But it's only nature. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to die too. You're going to die too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't have to go there. Yeah. <laughs> We're all going to die. Let's go say goodbye to everybody. <laughs> I remember when I realized I was probably six when I realized that, you know, I knew people died because my parents would drag me to funerals all the time when I was like four. Yeah. But when I realized, wait a minute, if they can die, so can I, you know, and that just freaked me out. So yeah, maybe don't bring that up to them. And again, yeah. it's not just about death. This is could be, you can't go outside because of the fires, or we lost our house because of the fire, or yeah, stuff like that, or your school burnt. You know, just whatever. I told Oli like she was like, "Well, I want to. I can't. We go outside." I was like, "If we're outside for a length of time, it's going to be like we smoked a pack of cigarettes." Mm -hmm. And she's like, "Ugh." <laughs> and that's an I go, excellent. Yeah, yeah you know, it's going to hurt your lungs the same way. It's like, ugh. Like, yeah, that's why we got to stay inside, you know? Yeah, put it in terms they can understand. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's big, you know, know their age and all that. Yeah. And they say they may not be able to, you know, especially younger kids can't articulate their feelings. And a lot of times it'll come out in their behavior. Never avoid the issue and put it off to where they find out from someone else. Oh, yeah, that's the worst coming from, come from school. Anticipate that there's going to be awkward questions. So what happens if you're the parent that did the gender reveal and started one of those fires? Then later you got to explain to them. I got some bad news when you were born. They're going to be doing it through glass at the, <laughs> at the prison visiting center. Why are you here? Mom and dad, why aren't you with me? Well, I got to break some bad news to you. Again, if you're not in California... <laughs> One of these great big wildfires was started by a gender reveal party used using explosives. I know. Can you imagine, dude, to one, go ahead and do that at this time of year in these fires, but two, to also have that realization of just like, oh my God, I started one of these. Like, oh, can't know, even though, imagine it, man. You get pregnancy brain though? Because I remember like the world wasn't real at that time. Everything was focused on the baby and all that shit. It's true. So, yeah. You you just want what you want for the baby. Yeah. Yeah, man. And it's so crazy when they're able to just, they're so good at finding out 
who did it you know <laughs> yeah where did it start you know there's no like hoping like oops i hope no one figures this out <laughs> that always cracks me up though it's like this house burnt down what started it uh this cigarette butt what it's like yeah. how do you tell it's like three houses got burnt down it's like nope this is the one it's like what i don't know Sometimes i know I it's super cool yeah either that it's- or they're just super full of shit <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, can, I, I guess you can so. tell if like there's an accelerant used like yeah. a big thing of gasoline yeah you're gonna see a shitload of fire you know a different type of fire at one location but yeah like oh it was bad wiring how do you t- everything got crisped yeah i don't know i'm bad at math <laughs> i'm just i'm just flipping through these you know speaking terms that are age appropriate like your thing your example of it's like smoking a pack of cigarettes yeah is perfect and trying not to give them that that's something I'm struggling with right now with my daughter is to not give too much information, whether I'm specifically telling her it or she's overhearing it from me, you know, and it doesn't even have to do. So this, I guess this is still bad news, but she knows too much. Basically <laughs> her mom was saying, you know, you got to have her, you know, stop watching the news so much. And I'm like, she hasn't watched the news at my house. She's like, well, she's just talking so much about, you know, Donald Trump and how rotten he is. And, and then she even did it with me the other day where she, she, she was like, they're having a little fourth grade book on government. Ugh, this is about our stupid government. I'm like, oh man. And it's like, the worst was having to admit to her mom. I'm like, I think that's me. <laughs> I need to shut up around her. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? She's just, she's getting it from me talk, being a big mouth. You know, I can be in the other room or I'll just be like, oh, not this again, you know? And <laughs> Since this is not a political podcast, but it's funny, I know. my kid does the same thing because he was in first grade last year and his teacher yeah. actually pulled me aside and said, yeah, um, so Owen was talking, saying things about President Trump and, uh, you know, because I don't hide the fact that I think the guy is a fucking idiot. But <laughs> and she was like, yeah, we really can't have him doing that in class. And I was thinking, oh, shit, she's one of them. Turns yeah. out you know, she thinks he's a fucking idiot, too. But it's just not appropriate for a first grader to say president. Well, he calls him President Crump. Crump. <laughs> I'm never going to correct him on. But I think he's confusing it with Principal Crump from Captain Underpants. Which is even funnier. Oh, I know. Yeah. Because he's about the same shape. Yeah. So I don't know. And then I guess this this year they're learning about government right now too. It popped off about, you know, we need to get rid of President Crump. And it's like, Kim's like, shut (laughs) back. Well, and it is also sad that, and this is what used to bug me when I was into football, like when I was into the Raiders. Mm -hmm. As much as I was into the Raiders, Hang on I want to be able to fuck you, Las Vegas Raiders. Okay, go on. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's where my dad abandoned him. And now I don't really care anymore because mm-hmm. they moved again. But, but as a fan, it was always embarrassing that other teams couldn't come in there and you could, it's like the fans couldn't act normal. Oh, yeah. had to just harass and terrorize other people. Yeah, you suck. Blah, blah, blah. But if you would go to like, a 49er game, it'd be all calm. They wouldn't be like, at least when I was there, they wouldn't be yelling uh, and screaming at me. I don't know. They're, uh, they've gotten kind of hooligan-ish too. 
They have. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's sad. Because that's how I feel like. Trash. That's how I feel like you know the whole two-party system's becoming, where it's like you can't even talk about the policies anymore. It just becomes. You know, if you say that, it's like, oh, you're against, you're against that, you're against America. Your side's it's like, dumb. no, yeah, I know. Yeah, your side sucks. My side again. Like, this is not yeah. a political podcast at the moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we talked about breaking bad news. <laughs> I know, but one is funny. One of the things they talk about is if the event is in the news, try to limit your tri- child's exposure to it. He shouldn't know. I, and that's the thing I'm trying to realize is like. She's nine. Well, the most I should be trying to teach her is the way government should work and an interest in government. And yeah. hopefully maybe if she does ever go into it, that she'd be someone who could affect some change or something. Yeah. You know? But again, that's not breaking bad news to him other than I mean, like this morning, I, I rarely put the TV on before I go to work, but I wanted to yeah. see what was going on with the fires and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, six in the morning and they're showing all this horrific crap. And my kid walks in and I'm like, ah, crap. I don't want them going into that. So I did just pop it's The in. worst. Yeah. They come in like, doo, doo, doo. what's going on there? It's like, gosh, yeah. where is that? He was shot seven times in the back. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. That's totally something that Oli heard and was like, dang it. Just put people talking, I think. Yeah. But that's when you just say, okay, this is what happened. Do you have any questions? Yeah. Okay, let's put yeah. it behind us. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. I think really what it comes down to is just be aware of what's going on and be aware of how you feel about it. Yeah. And let them feel how they're going to feel about it and be ready for questions. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And when you can, I do, even though I can tend to be negative, I try to, when I can, and it's appropriate, I'll try to, I will try to turn the negative positive. Like I, I will get frustrated when she's doing her work online school mm-hmm. and I'm trying to work, but I do try to stop and tell her like, you know, but the, you know, the good thing is that we do get to stop and play and we get to have our lunch together and yeah. we get to, you get to pet your cat or, you know, so mm-hmm. I'll set, I have her all set up with, with Kiki right next to her. So she's doing her math and petting Kiki and I, yeah. Yeah, stuff where you can make it, but yeah, sure. some of the, the bad news is we're still dealing with Kiki with Mariah dying. Really? Like she's still talking through that. It's really getting her still like right now. Cause it's coming up on a year. Uh, yeah. She's just like, I miss her. Can I get a picture in my room? You know, she mm-hmm. kind of been carrying around the little. Are you urn. sure she's not just saying that to get out of cleaning her room? No, okay. she did do that in the past, <laughs> as we have clearly done. But yeah, it has not been tied, or else I would be super suspicious <laughs> if it was coming around something that she didn't want to do. But no, it's just randomly. Pick up your dirty underwear yeah. off the floor. I miss Mariah. No, no, no. Yeah. You can miss yeah. her after you put it in the hamper. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she does that a lot of times, even just with the divorce show, randomly bring up, like, today, like, she, I don't know, she said, like, you know, you and mama have known each other for 20 years, then you had a kid, and you said, peace out. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I have to remember, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I know, you're sad, but sometimes I hear it so much from her, that stuff, that I want to go, like, all right, all right, enough stuff. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> especially when she puts it that way. 
yeah, then you guys said peace out. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, God, man, like what a way to end our call on a sour note. Like yeah. <laughs> we're all laughing, having fun. And then it's like, okay, bye. Thanks for ruining my life. Okay. I never remember you guys being together. Bye. I'm like, Oh, I'm a terrible parent. Olivia, if it's 10 to 15 years from now and you're listening to this because you were like, I wonder what my dad was saying back then. <laughs> yeah. It was all your fault. <laughs> God, I feel horrible for saying that. I'm just kidding, <laughs> Olivia. It was really not your fault. No. They both love you very much and all the other Yeah, things. I wouldn't even joke like that because she would totally go bad. like, I knew my- it. Oh my God, she would be like, I knew it. I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. I, oh, that reminds me actually about feeling bad. Mm-hmm. I put some new stuff on the blog. So go to stand-up-dads.com and there's mm-hmm. two new blog entries there. And one of them is about an experience I had when I used to volunteer at suicide prevention. Oh, Jacked up stuff, but talk about bad news there. Yeah. Anyway, I'll post links to this. The important thing is be honest with your kids and just you know, be appropriate. Don't make them freak out about what it's going to be like when they're dead. Cause it's funny. I don't know if it's because I'm older or I just don't give a shit anymore. Just, it doesn't freak me out as much. Again, this isn't just for death and I'm begging the question. Okay. That brings us to our sponsor, Seattle Gummy Company. They're a wonderful company. We've been talking about them for delicious. weeks. I think they're effective. <laughs> they're delicious. They're effective. Delicious. Effective. Mm, see, yours doesn't sound like it's even like an endorsement. I know. It sounds like. <laughs> anyway, we've been telling people, <laughs> our listeners, our wonderful listeners, to send us dad stories to get some samples. And we've been getting some, and I got one for you. It's from Spencer Morgan. He's up in Oregon. Cool. And he says, make sure you teach kids how different people can be. So his story goes, educate your kids on how people come in all shapes, colors, and sizes. Something I never thought needed to be explained in detail prior to kids meeting people in person and embarrassing the shit out of you, which happens all sorts of different ways anyway. But this one I could have done without. My stepson was probably five or so, and we had a neighbor friend come by to give him some leftover food from a gathering of some sort earlier that day. When he walked in, my son had said, dude, what happened to your skin? Oh, no. The other person had a darker complexion. (laughs) We've all been there. It ended the best way that it could have, but he responded, my mommy kept me inside a little longer and my skin got darker. Nonetheless, super embarrassing moment to have to deal with. So, Spencer, I, we feel for you, man. We've all been there. It sucks because I think with my kid, he gets focused on bald. I love, I love how much, I love the stories of oh, Owen saying people like, that old man's going to eat all the candy. And yeah. <laughs> but, Dad, I he's, love that. he's bold. Um, <laughs> he, he can't say bald. He says bold for some reason, which is actually good because they don't really. I love that. Uh, Although the most embarrassing one was uh, when we were shopping at Winco and there was a Sikh walking around with a cart mm-hmm. you know, with the headdress and all that. Mm-hmm. And dad, dad, look, a genie. <laughs> oh, no. Hella loud. <laughs> a, genie. <laughs> a genie. And I go make a wish. And they, oh, my God. Oh, but, oh. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Spencer. You'll be getting some samples in the mail soon. 
That's awesome, man. <laughs> Everyone else, send us some parenting stories of yours and we will get some samples to you. We'll read it on the episode and may even ask you to come on and read it yourself or tell it yourself. Yeah. But back to Seattle Gummy. We've been talking about these guys for weeks. Uh, we love this company. And I've noticed now that I'm working again, my coworkers like to drink, uh, oh, I can't say the name, uh, energy drinks. Oh. Let's call it Behemoth energy behemoth. drink behemoth okay. yeah the okay. big huge cans yeah you know usually like after lunch like around one or two they start going oh then i'll see them pop the thing and yeah. start guzzling them and yeah. i'm like okay well here i've got these little gummies and i can just open up a little pouch and pop two in my mouth and you know, within a couple of minutes, I'm good to go. Way safer. Well, that, All the stuff that's in the in those drinks is. Yeah. Well, yeah. So here's okay. So yeah, well, the negative things about the drinks: one, they're huge. I mean, you're guzzling that thing, and because they're so huge, they take forever to drink. Yeah. You know, by the time I'm feeling the effect of the mocha shots and the caffeine's kicking in, yeah, they're still halfway guzzling through their drink. Yeah. Those things don't taste good. They taste. Like you would assume actual fuel tastes like, (laughs) you know, like this, is this what gas tastes like? (laughs) Seriously. It just tastes like chemicals to me. Yeah. And then they're not good for you. I mean, okay. So I did a nutrition comparison. Yeah. So I compared one pack of Seattle Gummy Company Mocha Shots to Mm -hmm. one can of Behemoth Behemoth Energy Drink. Our made up name. Yeah. Yeah. So calories, one pack of Seattle Gummy uh, Mocha Shots, 45 calories. That's awesome. One can of Behemoth, 210 calories. I got this off online. How much sugars? Well, carbs. So everyone's wanting to cut carbs. Oh, yeah. So Seattle Gummy Mocha Shots, 12 grams. That's a lot of carbs, but at the same time for what you're getting, uh, especially when you compare it to one can of Behemoth, 54 grams of carbs. Wow. And what does it say what the, the caffeine content is? Nah, I didn't look that far. Okay. Now, yeah, you're asking me to do real research. Yeah, what about the sugar, Robert? <laughs> That's the carbs. Oh, sugar. How many grams? How many spoonfuls of sugar? <laughs> I'm going to have to take a CBD coming from to keep myself from driving over to your place to just beat your ass. I'm going to strangle you. <laughs> So when I chew on a pack, Seattle of, Gummy Company has saved my life <laughs> many times. Yes, it has. Anyway, so I'm chomping on a packet of that. It's done. You know, it's already taking effect while they're still halfway through. And then they're just trying to choke down a thing of chemicals. And then once it does kick in, they got to go pee every 10 minutes. Yep. So don't waste your energy going pee every 10 minutes. Get some mocha shots. Yep. Send us your dad stories and you'll get a sample. Click the link in the show notes. Enter Stand Up Dads 15. Get 15% off your order. Some of you guys are doing it. I am very happy to see that. Keep it up. Seattle Gummy Company, Stand Up Dad tested and approved. Get shit done. Mm-hmm. Now, our bad dad. This one, I haven't even told you about this one. Uh-oh. This is out of Florida. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of Florida listeners lately, so thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello. I guess I'll just have to read the, the headline. A baby is covered in heroin. <laughs> Florida dad is charged with neglect, police say. I don't know Covered why they, in heroin. Heroin. Okay, I, I normally don't like to read 
just verbatim from the, but it's just so concisely written. Yeah. Police in the Florida city of Melbourne have arrested and charged a 28-year-old father and ch- uh, with child neglect after they found out his 16-month-old daughter had ingested heroin. Jesus. Yeah. Melbourne police say they met Nathaniel James Clay at a fire station after he rushed his baby there on Thursday mm. when he saw that she was covered in the brown substance. Oh my God. After he stepped outside a nearby home to smoke a cigarette. So oh you take your kid God. to the fire department instead of the hospital? Probably just panicked. Baby, The baby girl tested positive for heroin ingestion and took three doses of the opioid reversal drug Narcan at the hospital to stabilize her. Oh That's two God. stories in a row where we had Narcan. Dang it. The brown substance mentioned in the police report was found on the baby's clothing and tested positive as heroin. Oh my God. So this is where it gets, I think it's not hilarious, but it just gets comical. Mm. So apparently, according to the arrest report, there was another guy at the house to buy drugs from the guy. They went outside to smoke for about two or three minutes and came back in, and that's when it happened. In the interview, they said that he was there to play video games. What is it with people who do drugs and video games? Well, hanging out with the dealer. I never understood that. I don't know. I mean, I've only seen that in movies. Thank I God know. I never got <laughs> hooked on that stuff. I will see. Tell us all about it, Rob. <laughs> I never really uh, did all that. When you were when you were dealing, you were like, "Get out!" <laughs> I, yeah. I would have been the idiot that's like, "Well, I'll just have a little bit here." It's uh, anyway. You'd be the one doing it. Yeah. <sighs> So Clay got into an argument with the wit. I'm surprised you weren't like slinging drugs back when you were the Portuguese king of porn. Like it <laughs> seems like it, it would have went hand in hand. <laughs> He's referring to when you were the, long. Uh, yeah. John Silva. <laughs> Listen to last week. Last week's I, episode. I'm still gonna do that drawing. I'm gonna Wait. do that drawing of your <laughs> poster. Long John <sighs> Silva. No, Silva. Long John Silva. Okay, if you're going to steal the joke, don't fuck it up. (laughs) Yeah, the Portuguese bear. All right, so (laughs) Clay, the dad, got into an argument with a witness for leaving unknown items in the house and pointed a gun at the witness and told him he would shoot him if he told anybody. Oh, my God. I was like, what the hell? So cops searched the house, found some pot, a rifle in the trunk of a car parked outside. Why do people have guns in their cars? I know. Uh, They swabbed a glass table inside the living room, the field test, and showed that it was heroin on the surface. The guy was charged with child neglect with great bodily harm and was released after posting $5,000 bail. Come on, guys. What the fuck are we doing out there? Again, I do read these to make myself feel better about it as a dad. Yeah. We can do better than this. Although there were a lot of... uh, just a lot of parent the dads killing kids this week, which I was not happy about. So Jesus, I know. So I know things are looking bad this year, but fucking cheer up, goddamn. Yeah, knock it off. Anyway, email us the standupdads at gmail.com. Check out our site stand-up-dads.com. Subscribe, and most importantly, when you listen, rate us and review us if you can. Give us a five star, or just give us whatever you think we really deserve and an explanation, and we will really appreciate it. It will help the show grow, which I didn't realize until just a couple of episodes ago. There we go. That's awesome. Uh, So if you want someone to draw a baby covered in heroin, who would you write to? I wouldn't draw that. (laughs) You would write to me, pencil for hire, 
So pencilforhire.com or pencilforhire at Instagram. Okay. And <laughs> what? You're like, effective. Effective. <laughs> You're getting fucking loopy, dude. I am tired. Okay. Tired and full of soda. Lovely. Uh, you also have a comic. Tell me about it quickly. <laughs> oh my god this makes it so hard to describe so clumsy love okay, I'll a do comic it. i did for five years yeah you do it do okay it. mike did this awesome comic it's like a three panel comic he did it online for years started when it was just him and his wife and his cats and then goes with the baby and he's got like five years worth the first book is out it's got 600 or so comics in it it's fucking hilarious and when i was watching reading these things real time i looked forward to them all the time they were coming out like monday wednesday friday I'd be like hey mike why isn't this out yet i think you guys will like it just as much because it's got genuine real life humor in there you know stuff that happens to all of us but we never look at it that way link is in the show notes get it and while you're there, click the other link for Eye of Mongombo. That's by Doug Gray. Yeah. That one's hilarious. Check it out. It's a pandemic. You got nothing better to do. Get it. Seattle Gummy Company. We've talked about this. Click the link in the show notes. Enter the code STANDUPDADS15. Get 15% off your order. It's a great goddamn product. And finally, get my side project. Stand up. Or God damn it. Get my side project. <laughs> <laughs> gag on this podcast that's run by big nick who was here last week and we celebrated his 100th episode which i think is freaking awesome especially when you consider with i think they said in march of this year there were 80,000 new podcasts because of the pandemic Uh, i don't know how many of those are still going let alone going every week yeah and how many of those will be around for 100 episodes yeah so nick congratulations give it a listen if you like uh, awful humor or even good humor or maybe i'll just cut that whole part out Give it a listen. Yeah. I would say if you like awful. <laughs> now I'm getting loopy. It's been a long week and it's only Wednesday. <laughs> uh, we will see you guys next week. See you next week. Bye. The thing I want to say is thank you all for coming. Bye-bye.